This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Five years since cannabis was legalized in Canada. Back then, if you remember, there's a pretty hotly debated change, right? Uh, you might remember there was, a, there was a few people who were really, really worried about it. Not many. I don't want to overplay it. But there were some that were concerned about the impact that legalization might have. There were those also that saw dollar signs. I mean, I, I know some personally who thought they were going to make a truckload of money uh, getting into the cannabis business. Five years down the road, I'm not sure if either of those things, the disaster or the fabulous wealth, materialized. Maybe for some, but uh, we'll find out. Uh, we're going to have a conversation now and get into the details about what we have actually learned. We should have a pretty good idea five years after the fact. Michael Armstrong is a professor at Brock University who studies the economic parts of the cannabis legalization. Michael, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for inviting me. So five years down the road on this, and like I say, you've done considerable research into the actual overall effects of legalization. So so overall, what's what's your take on this? Worst years confirmed, wildest dreams realized, or neither? Um, mostly none of the above. <laughs> uh, if you uh, look at what we've seen over the last five years, if you are a cannabis user, then there are big changes. Uh, and if you're more kind of average Canadian, um, it's kind of been a non-event. The, the, some of the things we thought would change didn't, or maybe a better way to put it is the trends that were already occurring just kept occurring, and legalization was, was kind of a, just a blip. Uh, with certain exceptions. So if you look on the, if you're a user, a consumer of cannabis, obviously legalization's a big deal. You could finally buy products uh, legally, use it uh, without having to hide from the cops. Um, so we had this, that's obviously important. Uh, and then you, you mentioned, oh, well, people are going to get rich in this. Well, yeah, not so much. Uh, I mean, we did have a, a new industry yep. uh, sprout up. We went from about 100 stores in that first month of legal sales. Now we have, uh, I think, over 35, 3,600 across the country. Uh, something like 900 to 1,000 producers have licenses. But uh, profits are kind of scarce. Uh, shareholders, a lot of them have got burned. Uh, some of the initial ones did well, but a lot of the later ones, not so much. So, no, it wasn't a, a gold rush. But, hey, there are people now uh, working legally in that sure. industry. Yeah, there, there are. Uh, do you think we're getting to a point now where we've stabilized? Because I know a lot of people jumped in with both feet thinking that there was going to be so much money everybody was going to be uh, making off like bandits but like you say the profits are pretty few and far between in that business uh, some of those you know 3500 stores you talked about 900 producers um, is that where we're going to end up or do you think we're still oversaturated I think we are in in, in the Edmonton area where I live I mean they're on every corner Alberta has the highest number of stores per capita of any sure. province I think you've got like 40% more stores per capita than we have in Ontario um are they all going to survive? Well, unfortunately, probably not. Uh, are we stable yet? No, I think we're stabilizing. I think we're in the process of stabilizing. We've, we've come through that early t teenage growth spurt <laughs> uh, where people were rushing in. We still have, uh, you know, here in Ontario, we still have people applying for licenses to open stores. 
But uh, the numbers in Alberta, I believe, are actually uh, slightly trending downward. They're trying to find a stable yeah. level. Uh, I think what you'll see is you'll see stores close in the oversaturated, uh, you know, the popular downtown areas. But you might see some opening secondary markets, maybe smaller communities, uh, places that, uh, you know, here in Ontario, we have a couple of communities that opted out, but they're now changing their mind. So we're not there yet, I think, but we are kind of in, in that process. Um, what about, I mean, one of the other concerns was we'd see usage go through the roof. Uh, people who, you know, we, we, we would see, uh, I'm not going to say, you know, half the country, you know, smoking pot 24-7, <laughs> but there was worries that we would see usage absolutely skyrocket. Has that materialized? Have we seen that? We have not seen the, uh, I believe this is a quote, hordes of stone teenagers in the street, unquote. Um, no, that's one of those things where if you look at the uh, the numbers now, I mean, this is always based on surveys, but if you look at the survey numbers, there was already an upward trend in uh, adult cannabis use before legalization, and we still have a, had an upward trend in use after legalization. Um, there has been some research, you know, you dig in into the statistics, uh, we can be pretty confident that some of the later increase uh, was sort of an extra boost from legalization, but a lot of it was just a continued trend. People were already uh, using more cannabis. And the other thing combined is people have also become more willing to admit they're using cannabis. Sure. We've got surveys actually saying, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm more willing to tell more willing to tell a government survey person that now that's legal. Yeah, I use I use cannabis. Um, so that's been kind of a, yeah, it just kept growing. Um, so in some ways, legalization was was more of a recognition of that fact as opposed to a big trigger on uh, growth. So, Michael, you've you've mentioned it a few times. Trends like a lot of what we're seeing post legalization are just continuations of trends that were already in place prior to legalization. So, I mean, is is that sort of the, the lesson here? Take a look at what's going on prior to legalization, and you'll have a pretty good idea what's going to happen after? Yeah, I think that's pretty much how it's turned out. Now, I mean, there's a couple very important exceptions, but if you look at something like, you know, we just talked about the usage rates, they basically just kept trending upwards. If you look at uh, well, the downside to that, uh, hospital usage, number of people visiting emergency wards, some kind of cannabis problem, that has also increased, but mostly in line with previous trends. Uh, impaired driving, as yeah. uh, which is one of the more serious ones, and it's also one of the ones we're lacking good data for, but it also appears to be just continuing uh, with the previous trends. And kind of flipping that around, uh, if you look at arrest rates, so I mean, one of the goals of legalization was to reduce the burden on the police. They wouldn't have to chase after somebody just toking up at the, uh, in the back alley kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Yes, those are down after legalization, but again, if you look at the numbers, most of the decrease actually occurred in the five to ten years before legalization. Arrest rates that were dropping even during uh, Stephen Harper's reign as a conservative prime minister. So they fell a bit more after after legalization, but now they've kind of bottomed out because there's no one left to, they're already so low. Sure, yeah. Yeah, nobody was being arrested prior. Um in terms of what to do with this information, I know there's a bunch of other jurisdictions, including some U.S. states, some European countries that are that are looking at this. They're going through the same things we went through five years ago or six years ago. Um, I, I imagine we've sort of 
pave the way, right? I mean, you've, you've got the data. You've got a pretty good idea to you know, understand what might happen in your own jurisdiction. This can be really valuable, can't it? I think so. I mean, we were kind of the guinea pigs. Uh, Now, give credit to Uruguay. They legalized first, but they did it in such a restricted fashion that it didn't necessarily give lessons that other countries could benefit from. So, yes, uh, Germany has uh, released its draft plan for legalization. They're not as ambitious as we are uh, because they have to deal with European laws. But uh, I believe later this week they're actually going to be debating the first step of legalization in their parliament. Um, so I think, yeah, countries like that, uh, the Netherlands uh, has talked about it at least. Uh, Portugal, their parliament recently began talking about it. Uh, you know, look at Canada, see what's, what's changed, and then look at your own country and say, okay, what are your current trends? Um, you may find legalization actually doesn't have as big an impact, for better or worse, as you might expect. Now, I should slip in a, a note. You know, I did mention there are a couple of things uh, that we do need to be cautious about. So one already came up, impaired driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need better data on that to actually know well how big is is that a problem? Um, and the other one is, uh, is unfortunately for children. There's been a big increase in the number of children going into emergency wards because they accidentally ate cannabis edibles uh, that were lying around the house. That's something we we have to get a grip on for regulation, you know, figure out the best balance between potency, making them pleasant for adults but not attractive to children. That's an item we have to work out and other countries also have to be aware of. Okay. So, so I mean, it's not perfect, and I don't think anybody thought it would, but certainly not the earth-shaking, calamitous event that some people were worried. Just more of the same by the sounds of it. Hey, Michael. Yeah, the sky didn't fall. Life goes on. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate your time today. My pleasure.